This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. It's Wednesday. It's 10 p.m. And it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Paincook, and my excellent friend. Here he is. Hello. Hello, Ed Finch is in the yes. house. Yes, it's Good. me. It is me. I was. We're talking was about degrees this week. Degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, degrees. This is Teachers Talk one. Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at <laughs> ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Oh, they're keen this week, Ed. We've got five people in the room already. Oh, five um, people in the room. I'm, hello, I'm, I'm people. Expect, hello, Are they I'm stumbling expect... by mistake? We've got Shers3120. Hi there, Shers3120. We've got Cutch for Munch. Shurs. Oh, we've got yes, Lucy. You'll... And then Lucy. you've got you and me. So, I mean, that's yeah, basically that's three Good. people in the room and then us. <laughs> Yes, and and but but it's been brilliant online, hasn't it, Ed? You oh, have yes, been on yes. fire. You, 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 I mean, you're our marketing man now. You, you, no, people actually yeah, respond well, to your I... surveys. Yes, but they, people... it hasn't driven them towards the broadcast, has it? So, as a marketing man, I have failed in my uh, my well, father was a marketing we'll see. man. It's, he it's, would it's be early. But they'll all be listening on catch up when they when they are out jogging tomorrow when they're walking the dog when they're driving somewhere exciting because it's the holidays for most of us isn't it Something it's the holidays for everyone today. i think this week i don't think there's any any teachers in england there was, there was, anyway no there was teachers still oh, well, in monday tuesday wednesday i think quite a few people the the dregs i think finished today i don't think wow are still working tomorrow i know they must be exhausted if that was you you have like, <laughs> heartfelt sympathy I, I, thought you, I thought you were from Express Me. Um, no, you. yes, you do. You've been on. You've been on holiday for a month now, haven't you? I'm, I'm, yeah, we, we did that on the desk last week. We won't give it an outing. Yeah, imagine. No. I cannot imagine. I finished on Friday, and I was. I mean, I was crawling out of the door. I had a busy. Yeah, but day then you've well. gone and elected to lay paving stones and yeah, stuff for, for, in your well. in your holiday. How are your hands? You, you, have you been committing Quite crimes sore. as Lucy suggested? Yeah, you've you've no. sort of raised your fingerprint. Not unless you count. Uh, going to i think i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this boldly because i think they probably won't be listening i think i've tonight been to the worst indian restaurant i have ever been to quite an achievement because <laughs> i've been to some was pretty it, bad ones was the indian food there worse than the yorkshire pudding we had on sunday i had sunday lunch with ed everybody yeah, on on sunday diff. down in devon and it was a it wasn't a yorkshire pudding it was some some congealed it was unchewable terrible. pork crackling from the week before so I had intended to take my so my sister and her partner and Toby and Douglas, of course, who were lovely, you know, had, really liked them. Oh, lovely people! No, we had a lovely time. But uh, you know, I had intended to take them to a rather nice country pub, a little walk away. But I wasn't sure my sister would be well enough to do it. So I waited till she got to us before trying to book it. At which point they told us they'd been sold out since Thursday. So that was a waste. And then we said, oh well, we'll, we'll just we won't go there. We'll go to the one in town. And we'll go to the Three Little Pigs. That's always a good choice if you're in Crediton, people. And they laughed at us and they were sold out. So we went to the. Uh, Industrial <laughs> pub with soft play in the corner down by the station and uh industrial pub. Good. The company made it fantastic, didn't it? The company it was good company. It, it was but, good company. Uh, I won't say it was the uh you know when there's tubes coming out of the meat that you've not really hit the highest quality, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, it was lovely to see you. It was lovely to see you, and you brought your Korg 
synthesise a toy with you, <laughs> I've, which I've tried. I enjoyed enormously. <laughs> I've got I've got it with me tonight yes. again. Um, it's not really easy listening. I've just I've just tried tweeting a sample of the Korg in the warm up tonight, but it's not it's not come out. So so oh, um, it's probably not well, a bad that's thing. Something something for the listener to look forward to there. Yes. Um, anyway, we we've got quite a lot to talk about if we're going to talk about degrees in the extent that yeah. we've been talking about it online. So <laughs> um, we're going to go through that material again. Yeah. My my suggestion was that I think we probably need a bit more time at the end for disseminating the sort of surveys and some of the comments online. So we'll do that all yeah. after the news, I think. Okay. Before the news, um, or sort of in the first half of the show, I thought we ought to, because uh, I know I, I, I notice sometimes, I don't listen back very often anymore, Ed, but I do listen back to our shows occasionally. And I notice that I've got a, I know I have a bad habit of talking over people anyway, but um, I sometimes do talk over you a bit. And my voice is louder on the broadcast a little bit as well. I tried to turn my microphone down tonight. I don't know if that's yeah. working or not. But um, uh, yeah, so I think, so we just give each other a sort of free five okay. minutes um, to, to sort of talk about our own experience and insight and opinion okay. perhaps on this. And then we yeah. can discuss that. And then we can get more. Oh, we'll into try the... and see. yeah. Okay, so we got we got did we did a couple of polls this week and got enough people answer that I feel like, in terms of the kind of people who respond to Twitter polls, it's a really statistically significant number. And it was absolutely and, huge and, and and interesting to me. Not not what I'd expected. So that's you know I like that. So there's good stuff to talk about there. But as you say, both of us have uh, have received an education and um, yeah, because I, I think a little like, bit although... about yeah. I think, although um, this is Teachers Talk Radio, I think neither you or I went into teaching straight away, did we? No, when we were 18, no. we didn't think, we didn't know that we were going we to be teachers. No, I, cannot, I could not have thought of it. You know what? I finished university, so I did my three-year degree um, a year out first because the, you know, the head tutor of my subject insisted I did. I'm glad he did. So I had a year out and did my three years. And then my mother and father phoned me. I said, oh, yes, we've had a chat and we've agreed that we're happy to fund you to do a PGCE. And I was like, I'm sorry. And they said, but we thought that's what you wanted to do. We thought you wanted to be a teacher. I said, I've never, never occurred to me. I, never, I don't know whether they'd imagined a conversation, you know, sometimes you have a conversation in your head, don't you? And then you, Did you have you a beard really back happy. then and an oral wisdom, Ed? Was, was, it, was it that? Well, I've had a beard pretty much since that year out. Since you, know, you, can, you can imagine. <laughs> you know, I went to, I'd worked in a school, I taught in a school in Tanzania, um, up in the mountains, a beautiful, beautiful place called Lesotho. Uh, and I did that for a few months in my gap year, and then went, you know, took buses all around East Africa and had a marvelous time. Um, yeah. So I'd done that, and that, that's when I grew my first beard. I think it was a little wispy back then. I think it hadn't really got the, the gravitas that it has today. You know? but, no, uh, that it was, has gravitas That was my now. first beard. I believe I was bearded throughout my university experience, in fact. And I don't know if that has impacted on me as a teacher in any way. If it has, probably more than anything I studied. If I'm honest with you... <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Do you do you? We ought to just before we go off on our own our journey, our brief journey. Yeah, yeah. Um. The context of why we're talking about degrees because last week we had a very non-teaching discussion about music. Yeah. Which we both absolutely loved. It was great. And and I think probably next week we're most people are still on holiday next week. I'm not, but most people are. Alas. Um, alas. Yeah. So um. But we maybe ought to talk about some sort of holiday things. You know, next week perhaps. Anyway, but this week yeah. we are talking about degrees, not specifically about teaching but obviously the majority is linked to whether teaching 
um, should be a graduate profession or not. Mm-hmm. That's what it sort of stems from. A, a tweet originally from Michael Merrick, who's been sent oh, in. Michael sending quite started. Okay. I think he started it. Yeah, and he started it. And he he's of the view that. Um, as far as I can tell, of the view that mm-hmm. it probably shouldn't be a graduate profession. He's talking about primary, I think, predominantly. Yeah. Um, but we will we'll get to that. And and I think, you know, like everything, personally, I am a shades of grey kind of person. I, I like to be devil's advocate as well. I never mm-hmm. really know what I think. And I, I don't think... I don't think there's a right answer on this, and I don't think there's a really wrong answer on it. I think I think that um, there's some very strong arguments for teaching continuing to be mm-hmm. and should be a graduate profession, but there are some fairly compelling arguments where maybe it doesn't have to be yes. um, as well at certain times. And so we'll hopefully try and unpick some of that as we go. Um, do you want to talk about your your sort of opinion on degrees, university education, um, uh, and as applied to teaching and as not applied to teaching yeah. Ed, for, I for mean, a few I, minutes I without me be. interrupting you and then I'll and then I'll chip in after that yeah I mean I'm, I'm very happy to do that and um, I know that different people come from very different places and we, we'll talk about it properly later but you know I was really surprised on one of the polls we put out by how many uh, how many primary teachers about 45 percent of the of the respondents of who are primary school teachers um, had done a degree that was in some way a teaching degree, you know, a BAQTS or something like that, you know, or a B.Ed. Or yes, or a B.Ed, you know, that's, yeah. That's a lot more than I would have guessed, a lot more. And I didn't do that at all. I did that thing, which I think happened maybe more back in the, back in the late dying days of the 1980s. And so, you know, that um, I, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I thought actually at that time I was going to I was going to go to college and do a tree surgeon I had this idea that I was going to be a tree surgeon maybe I should have been um you know one of my teachers said oh no no you should definitely you should definitely go to Oxford and do English literature and language and I said really do you think so she said yeah of course yeah I think you should I was oh fair enough yeah I'll put in for that then so I put in for that and I got it you know I didn't have a clue what I mean I think there were maybe students in my uh you know in my days who were who had a clear idea about what they wanted to do after they finished university, but I don't think it was the norm at mm. all. I think, you know, the majority of people said, oh, I quite like history, I'll do a history degree, oh, you know, quite interesting. There must have been, you know, there were people who did um, you know, PPE and they must have known that they wanted to go to, you know, into government or something. Become but... a liar. Yeah. <laughs> when they're older. Absolutely, well, yes. Um, you know, there, and I guess, that you know, there were people doing law degrees, but actually the vast majority of my friends went up in law did a degree in whatever else, and then did a law conversion um, after university. In fact, that was a very common route in, wasn't it? Probably that is quite a common routine in, in law, I think. It's yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's sort of like so. So, well, there's not an awful lot that links the uh, the teaching profession and the, uh, the law, is there? But they're both graduate professions, and they're both professions where you've got to have a degree, but it doesn't matter what. Not anymore, I think. Of course, you can go into law on a sort of long term apprenticeship route, and I don't think you need a degree for that. And we should say that. You, if you're in a in an academy or a free school, you actually don't. It's not. A, you don't have to have a degree. The vast majority of those places do still look for. You know, have teachers with degrees. You know, not very many have said they don't value that, but they could do. They have the freedom to do it. Mm. So you know, we're not actually in a graduate profession anymore. If you are in the world of academies, and that's a tranche of the of the workforce which is going to grow, because our friend uh, 
Mr. Zoe has said that, that, you know, he wants all schools to be in uh, academies or effectively trust, in, yeah. in mats, trust of one sort or another by, I think he said 2030, didn't he? Which actually is not very long to pick up no. all the ones that still aren't. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I went and I did English literature and language. I actually have to say I didn't do an awful lot of English literature and language. What I mostly did was acting in plays, which I enjoyed a great deal, and then writing plays and then directing plays. And then I did a lot of design. You know, I did loads of set design and loads of set construction. And I also drove vans and took people on tour, you know. So yeah. that was probably the bulk of what I spent my time on, if I'm honest. That and playing music in pubs, which, and you know... It's a venerable, a venerable tradition, but I did piss the time of my my degree up the wall, and I do struggle because then there was this long time that I finished my degree, I think ninety three. Yeah. I didn't go into teaching as a professional teacher, thinking it was my career or that I ought to get the qualification until two thousand and two, maybe. So no, like, so you're a nine year gap between graduating. About a nine ten year gap between yeah. you know, and I look at that. So my English literature degree. About once in a blue moon, you know, once every couple of years, I get to tell children the story of Beowulf, and I did do Beowulf in my degree, so there you go. I don't often get to do Thomas Shadwell or John Dryden at primary, doesn't really come across it. And when people say, you know, oh, no, but it's not it's not about the subject knowledge, of course it's not about the subject knowledge, it's about those skills that you picked up. I'm like, well, I don't know, I learned how to cook lentils. I learned yeah. how to stay up all night and write an essay. I don't, I can't, in all honesty... I cannot see any uh, anything I learned at university, which is in any way directly related to what I do as a teacher or now as a head teacher. You know, I really don't. Can I ask see a question? It. Can I inter yeah, interject yeah, to ask can. you a question about what you're not not yeah. to not to change the subject about me, but to ask you mm -hmm. a question? So, are you your parents were they university graduates? My so my father is much more interesting than me. Um, he passed away. Uh, yeah, came on for ten years ago, but. Um, he had come from a, a family in dire straits. His father died when he was tiny, you know. Um, yeah. And his father, and so he lived with a you know single mum in a house with too many brothers and sisters. Tiny little house. I've been past it a few times. It really you would not believe that you could get a family in it. Uh, this was during and most of this period when he was a child. You know, it was the Second World War. Mum had a job as a sort of solicitor's clerk in a nearby town. But you were not paid a proper wage back. Women only could not be paid as much as men, obviously, because men are the other yeah. men who bring home the bacon, aren't they? Men are the well, primary then, wage earner, so they get paid right, more. That's wrongly, how it was. Probably, but, yeah. But, but, yeah, that's how it was. So she, did, mm. you know, she worked as hard as any man and got paid significantly less because she's a woman. And they, you know, they were on, you know, genuine, genuine extreme poverty. But somehow he. I won't tell you the story. It's a great story. I'll tell you another time. But you know, he actually got to get, go to the grammar school, which was an absolute miracle that that happened. Mm. And from there on, again, in similes with me, somebody said, "Oh, you should go to university." So he went to university, and none of his brothers—he's none of his brothers and sisters did. They—they they all made good livings. So they're all bright people. But um, he was the only one who ended up doing that route. And he did yeah. go to university. He did have a graduate career as far as he published um, puzzle books, which I. Hard to believe. I tell you what, that after after a great university education, he still could not find employment in the field he wanted to work in. So he got a degree from Oxford University. No jobs for boys who've been to grammar school. You know, he found the the jobs were all going to the boys from the public schools. It took him so he three. He ended up going back to Essex where he'd grown up and working on the farm for three years, firing off uh, applications for um, 
for Probably you know should. this job and that job, whatever job, whatever job yeah. he was in. You know, was he was interested in marketing and advertising. He thought was going to be his way in. And it was, yeah, three years of working on the farm and writing applications before he actually got a job. Once he got a job, he did very well. He, you know, he shot up. But it does show yeah. that you can talk an awful lot about the value of the degree. But in those days, it wasn't actually the degree that made the difference. It was who It was a silver was. spoon. Yeah, it was, it was a, a silver spoon. spoon. Yeah. I mean, it probably is to an extent now. Anyway, so that was dad. My mum didn't finish university. She was at St. Andrews and I think doing okay. Her, fa- her father came back from Nigeria where he'd been colonial officer. It sounds like, it sounds like a million years ago, doesn't it? Doesn't this sound it's, like but, ancient history? But your, your, but your sister who I met at Helen, yeah. she, she struck me as, as, as you know, I, I mean, I didn't get to touch her in great depth, mm-hmm. but she's, you know, she's quite intelligent herself. Was she yeah. at university, your, your brothers and sisters university, yeah. most of them? Yeah, no, my brother didn't. My brother, went, <laughs> my brother went to teach training college to do one of those um, direct routes. And, uh, yeah found he was not very good at it and uh, no. dropped out so you know he kept failing his teaching practice and they were very patient with him and in the end they had a difficult conversation they said maybe he wasn't cut out to be a teacher but there uh, he went straight from school you see you know he finished yeah. his a levels and the following september off he went to king alfred's in winchester and you know he didn't have he didn't have what you need to be a teacher then i don't know if he'd want to do it now but i mean he's a different person i could not have done it straight away i mean i just could not have done so like I said, those nine years when I was driving vans and doing a little bit of acting, but mostly delivering leaflets because, you know, it's pretty hard to get into that business and um, doing all sorts of things. That's, that's what made me a, a more patient, a kinder, a, a more useful sort of a person, I think, really. If I'd gone into teaching straight from university, I don't think I would have been very good. No word at all about, about people who do. You know, one of the best teachers I know started at our school when she was 21 and i couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do the maths how does that work you know? i don't you see that's what i don't i don't think um have you or you want to say about your, your your stuff on degrees before i sort of chip in and start whistling on oh so oh well i mean uh you know we're going to carry on but i mean for me oh have, did you lose me then? Did, did you lose me then i heard just some robot noises going quack 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 but uh, oh, I just yeah. For me, I don't. You know, for me, I, I don't see the relevance of my university education to my job as a teacher. Now, I know no. other people see it really directly, and that's fine. But for me, I wouldn't be able to put my hand on my heart and say that I'm a better no. teacher because of it. I think there's many more experiences in my life which are far more relevant. Anyway, over to you, sir. Okay, Can, am I roboting again? No, you're fine for me. I'm fine now. Okay. No, so I think, well, I just wanted to whistle, tour, stop, tour, tour, I think, through life. I think I think university, of course, it's changed a lot in the last sort of, you know, since Blair declared that, you know, Tony Blair declared that 50% of people are going to go to university and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ironically, this is, you know, obviously to try and get more people from poorer backgrounds and open access. So it's a, a less elitist, a less privileged um route into into um professional employment i suppose but mm. i'm i wonder whether it's backfired because because so many more people go to university now than they did proportionally um, uh you know 30 years ago 50 years ago 70 years ago certainly um then you know there's there's not as much mo- public money to fund it and therefore mm-hmm. the fees and all that cost is 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 kind of ridiculous so so that puts a lot of people off who who probably really should go to university in order to kind of you know 
conquer the the entitled and the privileged um and and change the world which is of course what mm-hmm. a lot of people in the teaching profession want to do you know to, to rid the world of, of the kind of privileged sort of people who are currently um you know fabricant we won't talk about it we won't talk about it but you know where we're, where we're going with all that and so but i think i obviously come from a pretty privileged background not desperately desperately academic background but dad was I think he, my dad was born in 1917, so he went to university before the Second World War, um, and he went to Cambridge um, to read history, but I think he got booted out because he wasn't working hard enough or he was misbehaving or something, so he didn't finish, and then he went to Y College, Agricultural College, and finished there. My mum only got one O-level, so university wasn't going to happen for her, um, although she's got an incredible memory, but she's just not really used it. Um Lots of my elder half-brothers and sisters went to university. I've got five elder half-brothers and sisters. Four out of five of them all went um, and pretty pretty sort of academic types as well, not just box-tick university piss-up kind of stuff. You know, just they, they actually were really into their subjects that they studied. And um, so for me, I suppose I was always thought I'd go to university. Uh, it, was, it was just a kind mm-hmm. of route into life. But I went to a very posh but not very academic school. But then, as I've spoken about on the programme before, Dad died when I was 16. I kind of wanted to be a doctor, a medic. Um, because of that, you know, the bedside manner and, and all that. So I was interested in medicine. I was quite good at the sciences at school. Um, but I didn't make it into medicine. I, I, I can't really think what was going to happen. On my A-level results day, I hadn't had any offers for, for medical school um, from on my Ucker form as it was back then it was pre-UCAS mm. um and so I got my results and the maths wasn't good enough the biology was a bit scraping a bit, bit you know I haven't got C in biology um I don't know what happened there actually because it should have been mm-hmm. a bit higher but the chemistry was good and the chemistry was good and I thought I can't retake these things I'm not going to go uh, you know I, I'm I'm going to be flogging a dead horse probably um in a different different school and a different set of teenage years I probably was quite capable of doing it and getting there but but it didn't happen so I just thought I'm all right at chemistry I'm gonna go to so I just went through clearing and went to Kingston Poly which was became Kingston, Kingston Uni when I was there which actually had a pretty good school of chemistry but there was no when I look back on it you know I'd had these this tough teenage years um in terms of bereavement and stuff mm-hmm. and and also very isolated very very entitled and very posh and and my kind of university experience was almost the reverse of the first generation um academic you know from from a kind of poor working class background who then the first person in the family to go to university um you know really transcends all the sort of family heritage if you like whereas mine was almost the reverse in the sense that I went to university and suddenly mixed with normal people from normal backgrounds mm, and and and, yeah. and and so I kind of almost um used the university experience to become a bit of a you know just you know I was going out on Friday night for the first time in my life I had wasn't at boarding school anymore I was mixing with girls I had a younger sister so I did know some girls but but I wasn't at school with girls and so it was it was very much a um a rite of passage and the the outside of the lecture theatre and outside of the laboratory yeah. part of the university education was much more important to me as it was a chance for me mm. to, as I say, I think is, you know, sort of transcend entrenchment, open my mind, broaden my mind, meet a variety of people that were different to the sort of people in my family or certainly in my mother's side of the family and in, in um, 
at school as well. So, so I think that was important. And then, then I didn't really love the chemistry stuff. I, I quite enjoyed studying some bits of it, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love being a student um, in, 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 in the library or the lecture theatre really until I chanced upon a really good year out in industry. So um, when I worked as an undergraduate um, placement year, you know, sandwich course with Smith Klein Beecham, and I worked with some truly brilliant people there. My supervisor was wonderful. And that made me think, you know, I'm actually quite good at this. Mm-hmm. I'm quite capable. Um, and it's what I want to do. So then I, then I fell into into science and and became a scientist and i i remember it wasn't the sort of milk round interviews you know you had the sort of graduate milk rounds yeah, you know yeah. come around the university and but but i was part of quite a big it was i was actually through a recruitment consultant that i i got my interview but it was really? quite a big big recruitment um mm-hmm. drive with zeneca agrochemicals at the time and so i remember my interview process as a graduate i decided i decided not to do a phd i should have done a phd with hindsight mm. but i didn't and so no regrets and all that because um you know to be honest in 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 high science industry a phd is a bit like a degree for teachers you know it's it's kind of yes. if you if you're going to cut you know it's sort of you don't need a phd but if you're going to climb the ladder quickly um if you want to climb the ladder quickly and if you want to sort of lead a team then then that's kind of not the entry requirements but it's you definitely quite on a different path your first few years if you go in with a phd because you've got that lab experience that research experience that independent research experience that 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 actually on a on a chemistry degree or a straight undergraduate course you don't really get because you know you do a project but it's it's pretty much rote learning all the way through really um so so i but i went as a graduate i remember we had an interview dinner the night before and there were people sitting around the table and, and the, the people who were going to be interviewing us the next day and we had to do a presentation and we had to have a technical interview and a standard sort of HR type interview and, and all that stuff. But the dinner the night before was probably the most important part of the interview. We were just talking as normal, mm. normal human. Sorry, my phone's just pinged. Um, I'll turn that off. Um, and um, I, uh, I remember people sitting around the table sort of justifying their 2-2 because the entry criteria for for most in, in, in sort of fairly highfalutin, you know, science industry, it was generally a two, one degree or a first or a PhD, um, depending on the position. And there was one girl who was really shooting herself in the foot and sort of justifying her two, two. Um, she didn't get a job. I, I noted. Um, <laughs> and, and I was quite interesting about that sort of whole, but then when I, I was in science for 16 years, so, so, and I did obviously need a degree to get into that world. Um, so, so, um, teaching's a second career but just of note on that one final thing before we start talking about teaching um and degrees is that I do remember conversations at Zeneca in my first couple of years and then when I moved sort of sideways into Pfizer six years later and then did 10 years with them that you know there was a lot of not from me but a lot of resentment from some of the graduates about the sort of priority treatment that the PhDs got um uh, but I sort of understand that with hindsight now, because, you know, actually doing three years of independent research, you know, in, in, a, in a small research team in the university is, is pretty good preparation for for um, for scientific research within industry. However, there was an awful lot of menial tasks. And you think, well, why are you paying someone? I don't know what the entry salary was for a PhD, but, you know, it was, it was quite several thousand higher than the entry for, for a graduate. Um, 
and they were paying them to still do pretty simple repetitive tasks a lot of the time and you just think yeah and so and then that's the crux of it that's the crux of mm -hmm. this debate is that in teaching in science in any prof graduate profession um we're not always a great proportion of our time using our intellectual capacity uh, no. whether we're using our degree or not we're not necessarily using our our critical thinking and our and our analyst and analytical skills and our um summarizing sort of skills that we may have adopted through mm. our degrees um on a routine basis you know th that comes into our jobs and i suppose that's the, that's probably michael's point is that to teach a class of four five six seven eight nine maybe even 15 year olds to teach them something fairly specific and very learnable if you're you know a a capable sort of you know an adult um is is perhaps not doesn't necessarily require that sort of intellectual gravitas that, that a degree is perceived to provide mm -hmm. um but there we go so so that that's my sort of background into 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 graduate life and then i changed into teaching much later at 41 so um mm. and and did pgce I think, of course, that's the interesting thing about degrees into teaching, isn't it? Is that you've got a lot of, particularly in secondary, you know, you've got mm -hmm. people who've got their subject degree, which may not be linked to the subject that strongly that they actually teach, but it's mm -hmm. perhaps closely related. Um, and then probably a PGCE or a GTP or a, or a school direct or whatever, um, a route into, into QTS. And then um, in primary if you haven't done a B.Ed. Mm -hmm. or, or a PGCE, um, then you may have, um, oh, you may have done a degree in childhood studies or child psychology or, or, or child development or something like that, which is yeah. not related necessarily to the teaching of a subject, but it's related to children and the psychology of being in yeah. a class so, so in, our poll, in our poll that we put out earlier today and it's had you know it's a few, few hundred responses so i think it's got some some 1500 responses your your first your first survey ed yeah 1903 it's saying at the moment about wow. the first one Go on, then. So, let's yeah, talk so about that, that and then should we do that before the news or yes let's do know. that let's do that yeah let's do it okay yeah. well that's so that first the first poll i put out yeah as you say it's had 1903 votes that's quite a lot of votes and i think it stands up reasonably well against you know you wouldn't do that many for everything i said is your degree relevant to the job you do as a teacher day to day um and i've got primary yes primary no secondary yes and secondary no um i have way more primary people following me on twitter so it's not surprising that i get more results on that um yeah. but um but to so primary yes 37 percent of the available field against primary no 23 percent you know so yes most people say that their degree is relevant to the job they do as a teacher but when you look, compare that to the secondary secondary yes 34 percent secondary no six percent it's very clear that secondary teachers yeah much more likely to say that yes their degree is relevant to the job they do and i think that's probably because they did a geography degree and they're now doing teaching geography or they did a science degree of some sort now teaching science that primary yes you know it is 30 it is greater than the no but the difference is is very much uh, you know very much closer for primary 
when you looked yeah. at the, what you know so then i i was interested in that and i did a follow-up and i said um uh i said so did you do a degree that was um in some way related to teaching you know so like a b ed q or a you know ba with qts or whatever you know this um it was so we did a crash the numbers on this in the pub me and douglas and we reckon it's 45 percent of uh of the primary respondents said yes that their degree was in some form an education degree 55 percent no so that's fairly close whereas for the secondary there was vanishingly few vanishingly few people had done a degree they said which had anything to do with education in it so that's fascinating mm. so i mean i was surprised that that many primary colleagues had done a degree which was a you know in some way a route to teaching you know nearly half of them had um not my experience yeah, of people I, i've worked I, with i think the what i mean i No, I've lost you. You're uh, back. We're, we're a bit laggy, aren't we? Oh, I'm sure we are a bit no, back. Terribly laggy. Bit, we're a bit laggy. Nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, I've got a friend, no, a very good friend. Think... Oh, carry on. You go. No, I, I think that um, what's interesting about the whole... Uh, oh, gosh, I've lost my train of thought, Ed. Um, <laughs> completely lost <laughs> my train of thought. So, so um, oh, just degrees and doing... It's studying. I think oh, that's what I was going to say about the primary secondary thing. It's it's mm -hmm. it's a huge divide. There is a huge divide in the culture mm. of primary schools and primary schooling, yeah. and therefore primary teachers and and secondary teachers and secondary schooling. Now there are a great many teachers in both um, phases, both both stages of education, mm. who who have quite a lot of empathy and insight into the other. Um, but there are a great many who have no empathy or insight into the other and, and a very, just, it just gets no quite- window into it. There's no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a very, it's a very, you know, for me, secondary becomes too subject specific too early. And mm. for, in primary, it becomes a bit too single teacher, whole class specific for too long, you know? So, so yeah. you, you, and, and, and there's no, the transition is it's a cliff edge isn't it and 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 the, the course the the lower end of primary well primary is really heavily scrutinized at various stages by the government now whereas secondary is only still really scrutinized at 16 and then again yeah. at 18 and and whereas so there's five years at secondary before any data comes out mm. um for the government whereas really if, if any any bit that they care about whereas in primary you've got all these stupid intermittent you know phonics tests yeah. and, and end of key stage tests and blah 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 but um i don't know it's 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 a bit it's a bit messy um in terms of the, the perception and so it seems a very yeah. different beast and i think that's one of the problems that we've spoken about yeah. before um so when right, Michael, so my, oh, go back well, you, let's, let's keep talking we'll do the news in, in a few minutes then we're just uh, yeah so when michael's saying michael merrick is saying that he thinks that uh you know i don't know i don't want to put words in his mouth but he's maybe saying something like you know the skills that we need to be great teachers are not the skills that we would learn at university and i you know i was saying um earlier, i've got a very good friend who's a very good teacher she's just got a degree in, in photography um and she's not a photographer now she's a teacher and she says quite plainly she says there's, no, there's nothing about my degree it was just a marker you had to have one mm. now who can afford to go to university in these days if i was you know well you know i'm the youngest of five kids i do think if you're looking at university now and with the amount of debt and the amount of mm. expense, 
I don't know that my parents would have wanted to put all five of us through, you know. No, it's so a middle-class like, privilege thing now, so isn't it? So, it's it's a really privilege. Is. So, so is having a degree a mark of the kind of privilege that you're the sort of person who ought to be teaching in classrooms? Because it doesn't seem to me that it has... I mean, I think you can kick into touch. Like some people said, oh, yeah, no, no, me, me. it's not about the subject you studied, but you will have picked up skills, which are important. I say, so tell me what they are here. Because if we, when, when you talk to... Um, Increasingly, it's the fashionable thing to say that, that you know that skills are domain specific. There's no such thing as critical thinking, because that means very different things if we're talking about English literature or philosophy or geography. You know, so people who think they can talk about oh my battery's going. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I'm going to plug in the um, power and see. If... Hear me? Oh wow! You got louder. Have I got louder? Okay, well. Yeah, so uh, people good. say, you know, so people saying, you know, there's no such thing as uh, as critical thinking or whatever it is as a thing by itself. All these skills are domain specific; they all exist, you know. And you go, actually, that is true. You know, critical thinking for an English literature student is utterly different to what that might mean for a chemistry student. You know, us two in the room. Absolutely. So, what is what is what are these things we're meant to be learning at university? If they're things like, well, I learned to be independent. I learned to solve problems. I learned to get along with people. I learned uh, all those things we sort of talked about a little bit there. I was acting and I was mm-hmm. playing music in pubs and going on tour and things. And you know, you were doing all those. You met people unlike yourself. You know, you met people who were normal people. Whatever. So that's not university. That's not what we're saying here. Because you, you could have an open university degree. That would be fine. Or you could stay at home and, and you know, attend classes at the local, um, you know, the local university. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not checking that people had this wider experience of the world that we kind of think, you know, we've watched the young ones, so we know what we mean by it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what, so what are we saying here? You know, so what is, what is it you want them to have? Because if you can have a degree in, uh, you know, land management and end up as a teacher, or you can have a degree in photography, these aren't bad degrees. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying, saying they're very, very different. You know, yeah. what I had to do to do English literature was attend a few classes and write a, write a weekly essay and then read it to a tutor who'd take it apart and tell me I was useless. This is nothing to do with what my friends who were doing. I had lots of friends, bizarrely, who were metallurgists. I don't know why. They don't call it that anymore. They call it material science. Yes. Know, yeah. Back in those days, they were they had a band called Metal Orgy, which we thought was very funny. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that is a good name. That's really it's good. Great name. great name for a metal band. They were a terrible band, but the name was good enough. Um, but they didn't have a cork, did they? Um, <laughs> but I mean, do you see what I mean? So, so I don't know what it is about the I think, degree I that think you, the whole that people thing is... think is important, because there's yeah, no commonality yeah. between different degrees. And but, if you do mean you've had the edges knocked off you and learn how to go on with folk, then I think I learned that at the, in the school of life far well, more exactly. than I learned it in my university days. It's very difficult for me to talk about this stuff without being you know as, as a sort of affluent middle class background it's without being sort of shot down but i think the whole thing you know i and I apply this to every stage of education and I apply this to grades at gcse to what degree you've got you know we change so much through our lives and we are mm-hmm. you know that there's two things that have a huge influence on what we do and that is our our inbuilt I'm going to use a term which is not an official neuroscientific term, but, you know, our sort of inbuilt cognitive architecture, you know, that, that, you know, which is, you know, sort of tested by cats testing, you know, your reasoning ability and all that sort of stuff. So your potential to be 
clever you know with the stuff they use for 11 plus and 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 that sort of stuff and do cats tests with and so there's that sort of cognitive architecture which is largely as far as we understand is largely genetic but it does need to be nurtured so if you if you have a you know a bright super child with the potential to be bright but they're not nurtured they're never spoken to they're never communicated to they're never sent to school they're mm -hmm. not obviously going to develop great intellect conversely yep. if you have someone of an average cognitive you know ability um then they are still quite trainable and quite you know if they if they're taught to a lot by their parents and they're taken to museums and they're they're cultured and they they work hard at school and they enjoy school and they are well taught and all that sort of stuff then they have the great potential to kind of join join this and and that's what you know the, to get on the ladder of of graduate life um, mm -hmm. that's what, you know, sort of social mobility and all that sort of stuff is all about, isn't it? But but it is, the whole thing's a mirage. If we're, you know, I, I don't think the fact that I studied chemistry at university made me more capable at chemistry in industry. I think it was my communication skills, my ability to read mm -hmm. and ask questions, my ability to, obviously there was a bit of base vocabulary that if I hadn't been taught what a mole was or what an atom was or yeah. what a covalent bond was, I'd have been a, looked a bit daft when I went into industry. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is, but I still think I could have learned it pretty quickly if I wanted to, because I had base English language math yeah. skills to kind of pick it up. So, oh, yeah. so it does the whole box tick. Um, I think we're just going to do the news at the end this weekend. Um, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> are we allowed uh, to do that? That's... Yeah, we are. We are. I think. Are I, we think really? I think. Oh, well, I, I think we, could, we should have done it before. Well, uh, I, I think. I think. Well, we maybe well we'll maybe come back for a few minutes of music and 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 survey stuff at the end. But I think um, it's it's very. Interesting. So I think Michael has an absolute point, even though in my surveys, I, I'm talking, so I did two much smaller surveys, which, mm -hmm. which, which, you know, obviously I'm not as popular, lovely or bearded as you. So, you know, and, 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 you know, so I think you need to do our surveys in the future, but now mm -hmm. what is Twitter doing? Here we go. Bookmarks. Um, so I did a survey. Um, do, 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 do. Those are yours that I bookmarked. Um, should class teachers be graduates? Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I only got 107 votes. It's not really statistically, but overwhelmingly in the age range 14 to 18, 85% of people said yes. And only 7% of people said no in the age range. Um, and then I put sort of other smaller age ranges in there, which is kind of irrelevant really. But basically most people on Twitter, I think, don't really like what Michael's suggesting because of the... It is a sort of gravitas thing. It's a professional identity thing, and mm. and it's a pay thing as well, isn't it? So so graduates Massive. get paid a bit more than people without degrees, and so there's yeah. a I mean, there's, and, and there's, be careful what you wish for. You know, in in some ways, if you oh, yeah. that's with all this movement to sort of you know um, scripted lessons, Oak National, you know, real focus on specific bits of knowledge that need to be acquired within one lesson or in, in a series of lessons you know you don't necessarily need um no no well i'll tell you what i'll you know, tell you what so my son has been studying from home quite a lot over the last few weeks as uh covid has decimated this more than decimated that means taken 10 out doesn't it i mean 
ten percent. <laughs> this is his. Uh, you know, his school has been on its knees, and they've been sending the children home from learn from home, and they've been uh, happily plugging them into Oak Academy. You know, and that's. Yeah. He gets up in the morning, he goes, I wonder what work they've set me. Oh, look, I've got five oak lessons. Well, there you go. You know, and I do feel that you could find yourself, you know, you could find yourself in an academy chain, a mat, where, you know, you've got the scripted lessons. It's all been done for you. There's the resources. There's the booklet. There's the questions you're going to ask. At the moment, they're saying, you know, course integrated professional. These are just tools that you're going to use, and it needs all of your uh, things. You know, you've done your... Yeah, it's very Shire. demeaning if you really are an intellectual graduate whether you're a graduate or not yeah. a graduate if you're an intellectual some of the most intellectual people i know aren't graduates they're painter and decorators yeah, who've chosen absolutely. not not to pursue a, a professional class because they can either earn more money or have more freedom or not have to be you know micromanaged i think you know yes. you just get on you paint your wall and and stuff and um whereas if you if you um you know, I think I think that's the problem with with teaching more than any other so-called profession is we are micromanaged. You know, the amount mm -hmm. of sort of teaching standards and stuff that I have to demonstrate in your NQT yeah. year. You and know, of course, it, you, you know, it varies hugely, doesn't it? From you it know, from school, 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 school or from mat to mat or however, yeah. however, yeah. whatever offer you do, you you'll find different. And I'm sure it depends, but differs very much between departments and secondaries as well. You know, that they've got this one where we've got our we've got our booklets and we do it in this order and we do exactly this. And you, you say that, and you've got some poor NQT come in there and saying, Oh, I thought it was going to be creative. I thought I was going to be, you know, yeah. well, maybe they're relieved, you know, I oh, thank God for that. You know, then my planning is done for me. Thank heavens for that. I can learn how to manage a class and learn how to build relationships and, you know, learn how to manage behavior, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not, I don't really make a value judgment on that, but I do sometimes wonder, is this the thin end of the wedge? And yeah, so if you think if you were to if you were to stop us being a graduate profession, we would be instantly more, you know, more the political football, more at the whim of of whether it's government ministers or whether it's, you know, uh, you know, the people who run the mats, I think. So that yeah, the thing yeah. about be careful what you wish for, because, Absolutely. you know, a part of me goes, listen, I know plenty of TAs who are far better teachers than the teachers in the rooms, you know, I and we all know that we all we've all worked with amazing TAs mm. who were just far better teachers. And I mean, some of us are probably you know I know I was for my first year of my NQT year, I was carried by a good TA who was earning a tiny amount compared mm. to what I was earning. But mm. she was the delivering the learning in the room, and she was keeping me on the straight and narrow. You know, so we all know that we know that for we know we know that. All of us do. What we also know is that if you take away the professional status of the teacher, you're just going to be, you know, you know, you'll be even more at the whim of, you know, uh, whoever the. It's just totally purely driven by economics, then, rather than by yeah. any other now, kind whether of we've aspect. Grasped are, you know, you know, think think of interesting books. People who are new to the world, you know, to this sort of stuff might not have read the Flip the System book, which I think was really worth reading. Um, mm by Lucy and JL, that's really worth looking at. And, uh, you know, so ha have we as teachers in, in the English system, and I think probably most of the people listening are English, they probably forgive us on this one. You know, we said we managed to get the Chartered College up a few years ago, but it hasn't really found its teeth or its voice properly yet, I don't think. The mm -hmm. unions 
you know, you slightly despair, don't you, frankly? Well, um, yeah, there's a bit of, there's not many people who seem to love them at the moment. There's a lot of people who hate them at the moment in, in on, on, on the Twitter sphere, it seems. But, yeah, oh, I, mean, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, we're not very unionised as a nation no. anymore, are we? So, well, I do so, think, um, you know, if if teachers were well, you know, and that's that's not that's not happened by chance. You know, we were our ability to take mm. um, you know collective action was was basically taken away from us when they told us we needed to get more than half of the members to vote in favour of any action. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. You can't get more than half of the members to vote. They don't open the flicking envelope. They knew that. They changed mm. the goalposts, and now you've got to go. Well, we never do anything. So yeah, we anyway. Don't get me started on that one. We need a proper, you know, you need to look at the lessons from Chicago and say we need a proper social movement. I often think, um, you know, we, Ed, won't, we won't get collective action until we take collective action. You need to go back to the toll puddle model and say, okay, I'm not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Now what happens? If none of us go to work, oh, look what happens. You know, you need us. But, um, yeah, we well, don't, we don't demand gonna... the voice that we should have as a profession, and as a result, we're weak. But that's not, you know, that's not really I'm going to pause degrees, but that's there. Um, because I think we've got six minutes. Sorry, I, I we 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 um we will we come need to back get, and get have the news in between. quick. Get the news in, or we'll get in trouble. We're get the advert and the news in now. Get advert go, and go, news, go. everybody. Six minutes. Here you go. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cats. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding 
and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out. Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. The Independent covers a news story from the National Education Union's conference in Bournemouth. At the conference, some teachers have called for more time to be allocated for sex education to help prevent pupils sharing explicit images of themselves. In a linked story, the BBC are also covering the experiences shared by teachers at the conference in tackling the issue of explicit online content and the impact it can have on young people. Last year, Ofsted reported that nearly 90% of girls and almost 50% of boys said they or their peers had been sent pictures or videos of things they did not want to see a lot or sometimes. The Eye features an opinion piece as part of the reaction to news that interest payments on student loans could rise to 12% from this autumn. The rate will dip in March 2023 when a cap on the interest rates kicks in, but many students already working towards degrees don't realise interest is being charged during their studies until they get their first statement in the year after leaving university. The Department for Education said student loans were protected in a number of ways, unlike commercial loans, but the National Union of Students said the increases were brutal and likely to add thousands of pounds to graduate loans at a time when many were struggling. A petition started by the family of a teacher who died after 31 years service has already reached 100,000 signatures. The petition is in support of rule changes which would allow single people the same nomination rights as others. Under current rules, a beneficiary who is not a spouse, partner or dependent can only benefit from a death in service grant. The contributions made to the pension remain in the Department for Education's pension pot. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week you may find you have a bit of time on your hands, so why don't you learn a new skill? I'm talking learning to code. There's loads of ways to get started for free. Check out Scratch from MIT, a block-based programming language. There's tutorials and a huge community of people who share their work. Imagine if your next presentation to the pupils was done through a game. The limit is only your imagination. If you want to get a bit more serious and you have a child to drag along with you, take a look at the Astro Pi Challenge. There's Mission Zero, spend an hour and program a Raspberry Pi in the International Space Station and get a certificate of where and when uh, yours, um, uh, the, the pupils code ran. If you want to get really involved, check out Mission Space Lab where you need to invest a bit more time, but there's also some free kit for school involved. Do you just want some me time? Then look no further than EduBlocks or Trinket. These browser-based editors come with tutorials to get you going. Their tutorials help you cross over from blocks to text-based coding. If you want to be supported in coding, why not join me for an introduction to Python on May the 4th, 4 to 5 p.m. I'm going to teach an introduction to Python coding in Trinket. Any Teacher Talk radio listener can come for free. Details of how to join will follow shortly. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And we're back in the room, Ed. Hey, back in the room. Five minutes, make it worth Five it. Five minutes. Well, yeah, I think um, it's really hard, isn't it? I was just thinking about this. It's the first, 
we've had some pretty serious discussions in our radio show over the last few yeah. months now, um, but um, probably not gone so deep into something yeah. as, as this. Um, it is a deep uh, question, isn't it? I normally know what I think about things. I'm, and on this one, I'm, I'm completely persuaded both ways. Well, and I think I, I, for I me, think, the killer think... argument is that one is like you take away the, the graduate profession bit and you probably find you're earning a lot less and having a lot less choices. Yeah, I, I, I think in the current, current structure of society and the current structure of higher education, um, mm -hmm. universities, etc., then I think it's essential that teaching remains a graduate profession. But I think we... I like to acknowledge, you know, to cut cut um, through the chaff and and sort of that an awful lot of the st structural fabric of of our society and our academic institutions and our economics and our politics is incredibly fragile. And mm -hmm. and you know, the, the older one gets, the more one realizes that you kind of learn so much about life just through living it, really. And and I, I think that's for me what university does i'm a bit snobby a bit intellectual snobby about about a university education in the sense that you not everyone who goes to university is 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 a well-rounded good person of course um <laughs> we only have to look at the front bench politicians for that mm -hmm. but 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 i do think that um and perhaps it's changing now but i do i do think that because a lot of people go to their, as you say, do a, do a um, online degree or or a um, you know a, a open university, or go to their local university because they can't afford to travel away and they have to live at home, mm -hmm. and 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 that's been a big shift over the last sort of twenty it's thirty years with more people going to university. Yeah. So people aren't transcending their home environment, transcending their family. I'm not saying families because sometimes family is not a great thing, you know, because you you might be, you know, the old tradition of you know i don't want my son going you know we, we had some stereotypes on on um mm. on the twitter conversations there was steve in the pub i think that i was i was told to mention um you know you know i don't i don't want my kids going to university and mixing with all those poncy people you know it's it's you know I, I want them to stay here and work and come join the family business or, or come mm. on the farm with me or or go down the pits with me or whatever you know there's there's been that but that's not so relevant now but there's an element of of it the, the moving away or moving to meet people from different walks of life, different um, social classes, different social backgrounds, different different um, ethnic backgrounds, the whole broadening and 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 the diversity of of um, life, I think is it, that's an important that's more important. But that's not, as you say, having a degree on a piece of paper because well, you can get that, and it's very different. And so I think and. Uh, there are very few people who are sort of really truly academically interested in every item every every lecture every moment of their degree i think and you know i wish i was that person and maybe i could go back and be that person i could go and do a degree in philosophy as i'm fascinated by philosophy but i'd have to conform yeah. and i'd have to behave and i'd have to have my essays and on time and and i probably couldn't be asked because i'd rather want to read a book about something else you know on, on a tuesday instead of having to read 15 articles by Kant or whatever but um I don't know it's hard but I do think that teaching is um 
you know, it, it, it's a gravitas thing, isn't it? Now, now I work in the private sector. So, so, you know, the people who are shelling out stupid money um, for their kids' education, for whatever reason, um, they want to know that the people teaching their kids have one, you know, got a bit of life experience, but two, that they, they've experienced a far deeper mm-hmm. amount of knowledge in whatever they're teaching their children than their children have at this moment. And, and that's important. And I think that was important to me when I was at school, you know, I used to, I used to look at in awe at the, uh, the, the, on, on, I've told you this in the pub the other day, I'm going to mention it now. People, the, yeah. the people who wore ermine on that, when we had the school photograph, you know, posh school mm. photograph and the, all the teachers had their gowns on in the school photograph and the ones who had ermine on in you know, the Oxbridge, um, gowns were much more, much more sort of um, impressive than the just well, the standard. Are entitled to wear ermine then? Seeing as I, well, I, I don't know. So or would I have to take? You know, um, I'm not sure. Maybe I have. To I take think you DNA, should wear you know. ermine and your merkin as well. Um, uh, your, <laughs> your, 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 your all times, as I'm sure you know. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think, don't think I, I think um, any of my. I'm not impressed by that now. No. I don't think I was aware I, I of it. I was impressed by that back then. I imagine that your uh, your posh independent school probably did put quite a uh, you know a emphasis on that because they were trying to prove to the parents that they, you know that they weren't wasting their money. You know, look, you got these no. good people with good degrees. Whereas I, you know, I, I went to you know state primary, state well not primary, I didn't go to primary, I went to first and middle. And yeah. then to uh, a secondary, and uh, they were state. And I don't, I didn't know. Sure, I didn't. I mean, I don't remember knowing, but I'm pretty, really, pretty sure I didn't know what professional qualifications or degrees my teachers had. You know, you went to the village school because you went to the village school because it was the school in the village. Absolutely, and that's how the world would be better if we didn't have any choice. I think. You know, and got I think this idea of choice in education is, 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 a, is, you know, if we just had decent local schools for local people of all backgrounds really diverse really inclusive um that's that's the that's utopia but um but you know we have grammar schools we have private schools and eradicating them is not necessarily going to fix the world uh but what, it, it, it could it's not the it grammar could. schools that the, uh, the the competition the competition for me getting pupils to my school are um steiner and montessori and Various unregulated. Yeah, hippie Devon, you know, aren't you? You're hippie, things. hippie Devon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm competing. That's, that's where I'm competing. There's people looking and saying, "Well, sure, you know, do I want to? Se- I'd like to send my kid to the local school, but on the other hand, I want him to run free in the woods." And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I can't let them run free in the woods. I might like to, you know, you know, I might go. Do you know what? It'd be great if we could run free in the woods, but Ofsted will not tolerate that if they come and find that I haven't taught them. The, uh, the Oxbow Lakes. I can't do that. So, um, yeah. Uh, but then uh, I'm going to just go. I'm, I know we're overrunning, and we, we want to have a little bit of music. We're going to we'll overrun by five minutes if or so. Is that okay, Ed? Um, it's fine by me. But, but I think I just want one more thing. I wanted to say. Then, in complete contrast to my being impressed by ermine gowns when mm. I was. 14 and and looking at the teachers who had an oxbridge degree rather than a rather than a you know a london university degree or a, or a, or a, mm. you know whatever um that was just me being brought up a snob and and you know i didn't know you don't know anything when you're 14 or 15 but then by the time i came into teaching so i work at an independent prep school 
And actually, I was talking to my current head about this last night. We went for a beer and and had a bit of a chat. And he's he's not into this pomp, the pomp at all. But my pre, the previous head, who who left three years ago now, um, he was really into the whole pomp and prestige of of private schools. And we're in prep school. We finish at thirteen, so all the children have got another five years of education. They're nowhere near going to university. And um, but it's our prize giving. It was deemed in my first year. Uh, the the head who was quite new then the old head who's no longer here he he was in his second year my first year here he said um, I want everyone to wear a gown at speech day and I said to him I said to him I haven't got a gown I said I graduated in 1995 and I've worked in industry for 17 years and I haven't got a gown and he said well you can buy them on the on the um, on on you know eBay or on the internet quite cheap. I said, well, I'm not going to buy one, Martin, because I said I just you know I didn't have great pride in wearing one back then. I'm not into the sort of ceremony and the graduation ceremony. Mm. And I said I don't I don't you know everyone knows you know all the parents and all the kids knew that I worked as a scientist in Pfizer and industry and and they were quite impressed by that sort of gravitas anyway. And and so anyway, so I didn't wear one, and he was pissed off, and he was a bit of a bit of an ass. Um and. Oh. And Newhead completely agrees with my stance. He's not. He's not into that gown wearing at prize giving for a prep school. Maybe. Maybe if you're Winchester or Eton or something, then it's a different thing, isn't it? But they're all going on to university. So, mm. um, anyway, blah 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 blah. But at the speech day, or or maybe maybe a, a following speech day, I was the only one of only two teachers not wearing a gown and um, an academic gown, and my. Um, and the other one was actually the maths te- head of maths, and he was ex city. He was he had a degree, and he was a, he'd been a, a commodity broker in the city or something like that. So he's an economist and 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 a very good mathematician. And he he wasn't interested in all this sort of pomp either. Um, but some one of the parents who rather you know had quite liked me and my science teaching of their child um, came up to me and said, "How come you're not wearing a you've you've got a degree, haven't you, Mister P? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I've got a degree, and um, and they said, but how come you're not wearing a gown? And one liner was, well, I'm an industrialist, not an academic, you know. And yeah. um, and I think that then brings me back to when I enrolled on my PGCE or applied for my PGCE and had my interview down at Canterbury Christchurch, um, I had to provide evidence having on my CV a 2-1 degree in chemistry with a little bit of business. It wasn't a pure chemistry degree. Um, it was an applied chemistry degree with with a little bit of business in there as well. Um, and from Kingston University, and then six years with Zeneca Agrochemicals, who only employ graduates with two ones, six, 10 years with Pfizer, who are elitist pharmaceutical industry. Um, and then I still had to produce my GCSE certificates. Yeah. So this is in 2014, with 17 years of industry experience and a degree. Um, and I had to produce my GCSE certificates from 1989 to prove that I had a C in English and a C in maths and a C in science. And, and of course, I did have a C, although I only just got a C in, in English, I have to admit, but I got A's in the other, other bits. Um, and, um, you know, that's this whole thing. Education's a bit obsessed with, with the box tick, with the degree or with the GCSE results, or you've got to have. And of course, we know, and I think we've inferred this, that what we are as people um, through our initially our family communications, our friend communications, through our profession, through our experience of going to university or not going to university. That's what kind of makes us who we are. And, and whether you've got a 
grade seven or a grade eight in in something when you're 16 or whether you've got a 2-1 or a 2-2 when you were 21 um or whether you went to university or not when you're by the time of 40 none of this stuff is is really it's only a small part of who you are and that's mm-hmm. the whole farce of it but but that's the world we're in so i do think we need to stick with with being a graduate profession because um we're teaching we're teaching the academics of the future however michael's point was i think that 50 percent of children who go to school aren't going to go to university and aren't going to plow an academic furrow through life and aren't going to move into a sort of academic profession like law or medicine or teaching Mm -hmm. or or scientific research or whatever um and and his his argument is is not bad in the sense that you know the teaching profession mirrors an academic class back to a large chunk of school children who not not you know not necessarily through lack of motivation or through lack of capability but just through choice and circumstance aren't going to go down that pathway and mm. and that's that's the interesting point um, that I do think that that's something we've got to look at in schools is that we kind of force feed this, you know, academic results and attainment seem to matter disproportionately over being a sort of broadly balanced, well-rounded, kind, decent, collaborative being who's going well, to be able to sort of adapt and, and fit into different situations teachers as well but that doesn't come out of university so you know like i do think i do think kind and i think well balanced and i think having your corners rubbed off and all of that is good but i also think you, you know there's stuff to learn about being a teacher and you know my degree yeah in language did not did not help no. in that direction you know so, and i enjoyed the you know, psychology you bits. either in your you know in your other qualification or you have to learn that on the job if you got fantastic ect support that's a yeah live issue and that's a lottery isn't it that's a lottery because you know i think Mm -hmm. i did a bit of professional studies on my pgce did the old piaget and and vygotsky and stuff and and there's a lot of skepticism about all that constructivism and social constructivism and stuff which which you know there's a lot in in the modern sort of you know direct instruction knowledge rich Mm -hmm. you know sort of um and i remember at kick at um, Canterbury Christchurch, my tutors, my, my my lecturers on my PGC, really insistent that we didn't call it teacher training. That we were student teachers. We were students. We were we were we were doing postgraduate course. We were not mm-hmm. doing teacher training. And and you know that that's there's a lot of obviously emphasis from the, um, uh, you know um what do you call it um wherever you go to do your PGCE or your B Ed your 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 education to departments at universities um a lot of emphasis on on the professionalism of of the profession and i and i, I agree with that and um, and i think it's important we, we all need to understand how children learn how children develop you know um and and maybe just by knowing quite a lot about the chemistry curriculum um if you're teaching a level only then that's fine but if you if you if you're teaching some year sevens of mixed ability then i think you need to know quite a lot about children to do a really good job of that too and that that can be studied on a on a teaching degree or in a pgce um so the bit we didn't get time to i think we have to wrap it really soon and get time says okay you want it to be a graduate career is there any uh 
any appetite for saying you want a degree which is in some way related to teaching you know because if we think that child psychology is important if we think that developmental stuff is important if we think that people should have a passing understanding of Vygotsky and Piaget and Freire too please you know do we want that I don't know I mean that's that would be great I think but uh, it ain't gonna happen Oh, no. Instead, I'll be amazed if there's still teachers in standing up in classrooms in ten years from now. <laughs> I think it's going to it's go to the whole ed tech thing, the whole online thing. It's going to change, but we'll talk about that another time. Ed, we'll talk about that another time. Um, we've overrun. Do you want to play any Yuki? Here we go. Why Have don't a listen you to this. Some sounds on the Korg. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, we're going to Korg a bit of Korg. This is my my um for those of you who were, weren't online last week or who were listening on catch up this week, but but didn't listen catch up last week. This is a Korg monotribe analogic analog ribbon station. Are you ready? It's come on, it's, bring um, it on. Here we go. This is, this is Totally random. I rather like it. Good. It's Just good fun. Minute, it's 12 minutes after 11. We've overrun by some quite large proportion of our time. Been good speaking to you. I think so, it's been lovely speaking to you, Ed. Right? It's been been really lovely speaking to you, and I think we've I think we've covered a lot of our own personal experience, quite different perspectives. We, um, know, we aired some of our hang-ups, didn't we? We we did, I think, and I think. Um, it's a good discussion. I think there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter. I hope that a lot of the people who have contributed to the discussion on Twitter, both via Michael Merrick's tweets and um, and Ed's surveys today um, as well, have um, do listen to this show on Catch Up. And, uh, you know, there we go. Anyway, we'll talk about something a little lighter, a little less heavy next week, and we'll finish on time next week. That's our aspiration. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ed, enjoy the rest of your holiday. I will catch yeah, up ma'am. with you before next you week. Too. Take care. Um, and love to Devon. I'm missing it, but Kent's all right too. Okay. Bye, all. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.